The only time he uses this particular word is when he's talking about them. You are. And when you said the difference between light and being a light giver, kind of got me a little bit of excitement. You are listening to Hebrew Gospel Pearls with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson. Exploring Hebrew New Testament manuscripts for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Come on now. This little light of mine. I don't know the words I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Now, welcome to Hebrew Gospel Pearls, episode number 23, Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16. Whatever you do, don't mess with my campfire song. <laughs> I've been singing that song since age 14. Have you? This is the song, This Little Light of Mine, and at the end, you're going to sing it with me. I, I According am. to the language, history, and context okay. of the Hebrew Gospel of Matthew. Folks, we are in uh, Matthew 5, 14 to 16. We've already done the Biblical Beatitudes series. That's already available at Nehemiah's mm. Wall, BFA International, with an interlinear. It's available. We did last episode, the uh, episode mm. 5, uh, uh, Salt, Salt, and we ended in a controversial way, Nehemiah, yeah. because he's talking about the you, but he does it again. Here comes mm-hmm. the pronoun pearl. He again is okay. going to do it. So what I want you to do before we get started is I want you to read it in English, uh, Hebrew yeah. and translated in English. And we're going to get into this, my, my lovely little campfire song verse. All right. He says, Ma'or atem ba'olam, ir b'nuya al ha'har lo tuchal You are light to in the world. A city built on a mountain cannot be hidden. Mm-hmm. Verse 15. Lo ner lahasim oto b'makom nistar shelo ta'ir they don't light a lamp to place it in a hidden place where it cannot give light. They only uh, place it uh, upon a menorah, a uh, lampstand, to give light for all the children of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and verse 16. So too, your light will uh, give light before every man to show them your good deeds that are uh, praiseworthy or that give praise and honor your Father in heaven. Now, the first three words. Yeah. <laughs> the first three words can be the entire episode. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, the first three words. So I want you to do me, and I, I know you got all your notes. <laughs> notes and notes and notes. But Nehemia, before we get started, yeah. can we just deal with the first of the first three words? Okay. What is the first word? Now, when I, when I see the word yeah. light, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking light. When you read that first word, what word do you see? What, what does it mean? Ma'or is, is light, uh, that which gives light or that sheds which light. Gives light. So this is actually an interesting distinction we see in Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. So on the first day, he said, Yehi or, mm-hmm. which is Aleph Avresh, mm-hmm. let, let there be light, mm-hmm. Yehi or, and there was light. Mm-hmm. And then on the fourth day, he said, let there be lights, but it's a different word for light. <laughs> From the same root, yes. instead of or, it's ma'or. Mm-hmm. And there it was plural, ma'orot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Ma'oha Gadol, Ma'oha Katon, the mm-hmm. big light and the little light. So um, the light of day four 
is the light giver, that which, yes, which yes. sheds light, which gives light. And it's interesting. So what is the difference between the first day and the fourth day mm-hmm. of creation? Mm-hmm. Right? And one of them, he says, let there be light. He makes light. And the other, on the fourth day, he makes light. Mm. So um, on the first day, what he creates is not a specific source of light, but uh, just the, the, um, the entity of light, the concept of light, the uh, physics substance called light. Mm-hmm. In fact, in uh, some ancient Jewish commentator said it was this mystical light, the light that gave mm-hmm. you know, a life to the world or something like yes. this. Um, and then some people said that light was the Torah. Uh-huh. And then on the fourth day, he's, giving, he's making specific lights. He makes the sun, mm-hmm. he makes the moon, he makes the stars. Mm-hmm. Now today we can say the moon doesn't actually produce light of its own. Mm-hmm. It reflects light of the yes. sun and also light of the earth to some extent, but mostly of the sun. Yeah. So, um, so ma'or is that which gives light, and it can even be reflecting light, <laughs> yes. right? It doesn't yes. have to be the source of light, it can be reflecting light. So when he says, you are light to the world, ma'or atem ba'olam, or you are light in the world, um, he's saying, you are the givers of light in the world. Stop, Nehemiah. Yeah. <laughs> find that word anywhere else in Hebrew Gospel of Matthew. The word You're ma'or. not going to find it, Nehemiah. Go ahead oh, and search. Is, is it unique to there? <laughs> it's unique. It's okay. a unique, and listen, this is what I said. Now, while yeah. he's looking, folks, what I said, and this is what I love about our, our study process ahead of time. So we're looking at... Yep, the, that's it. That's Verses it. 14 and 16 the have The only ma'or. time he uses this particular word is when he's talking about them. You are. And when you said the difference between light and being a light giver, mm-hmm. kind of got me a little bit of excited. So mm-hmm. uh, this is what he's saying that they are right now. And what does that mean? What if you said you're a light give, giver, oh. and then and, 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 and what I love about this passage, yeah. he not only gives information, he starts to give application. So we're going to find the application. Mm-hmm. But you are light in the world right now. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does I mean, it mean? I mean, so I, I'm a light giver in the world. What does that mean? What does that mean? Be back then. What would that mean? So I think we know what it means by the context, by what it continues with, mm-hmm. right? In other words, he, your, your people see what you do, yes. and based on what they see that you do, you could be, you know, we, we have this uh, idea in the Torah where God says to Israel, you can, you're going to be an example for the world. Mm. It could be a good example or a bad example. Mm. If you're a good example, people will look upon you and say, wow, what a wise nation. Yes. They must have a very wise God who gave them mm-hmm. wise commandments. Mm-hmm. And if you're a bad example and God punishes you, you'll be a... Um, you know, it says mashalu shnina, a proverb and a byword. Mm-hmm. People will look at you and say, "Wow, that's what happens when you sin against God." Mm-hmm. Right. So when he says to them to be a light on the wor- to the world, he means to be a good example to the world. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of being a light isn't to be hidden; mm-hmm. it's for people to see it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've just completed the passage, and we can end the episode. Oh no, because it gets better. <laughs> so we're going. We're, no, like that's, the, that's 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 the money ball, right? That's the takeaway. Right. When he says to them, "You're going to be a light. To, you are a light to the world." You have the purpose of um, of your actions are seen by others, and it's your opportunity to do honor to God. Mm-hmm. Now, can you do me a favor, real quick? Because you mentioned it, but you didn't give a verse. Yeah. Light to the nations. Yeah. Can you can you can you go to that? Absolutely. Um, so before we go to that, I want to talk okay. about this general idea. Okay. That um, we have this idea that light in the Tanakh. Um, has different functions, and in the New Testament, mm-hmm. right? Because I've talked to people who say, well, you know, every time we deal with light, that's Jesus. That's Yeshua. Because mm-hmm. Yeshua is the light of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I understand that concept. 
Um, in the and in the New Testament, we definitely have those kinds of statements. Um, but for example, John eight twelve, again Yeshua spoke to them, saying, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will." Never walk in darkness, but we'll have the light of life. Mm-hmm. So you could say we have a contradiction here, mm-hmm. if you want to be hyper-literal, and say, well, wait a minute, is Yeshua the light, or are the disciples the light? Mm-hmm. Well, so in the Tanakh itself, we have light uh, having different functions, okay. Use, being used metaphorically. And this is actually a really important concept, Keith, that um, people get hung up on. They'll say, well, there's a certain metaphor used in a certain way mm-hmm. somewhere in the New Testament or the Tanakh or, or somewhere, mm-hmm. and they'll say it has to always mean that, like mm-hmm. leaven. I've met people who have decided never to eat leaven in their lives. Because leaven is sin. Right. And I'm like, well, okay, leaven is sin according to the New Testament mm-hmm. in some verses, but in other verses, leaven is actually a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Right, meaning you, you could have um, a metaphor that's used in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's used in a positive way and a negative way. And it, so, so it all kind of depends on the context, right? We talked in the last episode about mm-hmm. salt, mm-hmm. right? Salt can mean destruction. Yes. But salt can also mean preservation. The, yes. oppo- the opposite of destruction, <laughs> yes, yes. right? You are, you are the salt in the world means you are preserving the world mm-hmm. by living righteously, by living mm-hmm. in accordance with what he's about to teach mm-hmm. that brings his preservation to the world. Salt, salt in the world can also be destruction depending mm-hmm. on the context. Mm-hmm. So, so what I think it's worth looking at is the different ways that the metaphor is used. Got it. Um, to, you know, in some, in some it's positive and some it's negative, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, we have Yeshua as light in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. We have Israel as light in the Tanakh. We have the disciples as light, which is our verse. We have the Torah as light, mm-hmm. right? So there's different uses of the same metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, leaven is sin is 1 Corinthians 5, 6 and Galatians 5, 9. But then Yeshua in Matthew 16, 12 is talking about leaven. And what does mm-hmm. he say? And, and it's interesting. Uh, well, there he's talking about the leaven as the teaching of the Pharisees, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not sin. It's the teaching of the Pharisees. But Matthew 13, 33, and, and, I, and I've spoken to Christians who are like, how come nobody ever told me this verse? I'm like, well, it's in, right there in your Bible. <laughs> I don't know why they don't preach it. And maybe they do some. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. This is the NRSV, but the word is leaven. Mm-hmm. That a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. So what does that mean? The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. Mm-hmm. Well, yeast um, spreads. Spread it infects the... the um, uh, and I don't mean in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It in fact, because yeast is is um, consists of a type of um, um, what do you call that? Uh, I forget the word in English, but it's it's a type of um, pitlia. What's that word? Um, it's a type of fungus, right? Mm-hmm. It's a thing that um, uh, uh, and it's actually a complicated sort of thing. It's it's not that simple even. But it, you put it in a piece of dough, and that spreads throughout the dough. It's infecting all the dough, mm-hmm. and he's saying the kingdom of heaven spreads like that as mm-hmm. well. You know, mm-hmm. And that's a positive thing, the kingdom of heaven. It's not a bad thing. Right. Right. right? So light similarly can also be uh, used in different ways. And I think that's very important. Um, so let's look at the different ways it can be used. Can we do that? Sure. So um, you wanted to start with Israel. So let's do that. Isaiah 42, 6. Excellent. So Isaiah 42, 6 says, I am Yehovah in my grace have summoned you. I, Yehovah, in my grace have summoned you. And I've grasped you by the hand. I created you and appointed you a covenant people. And it says in Hebrew, le'ol goyim, as a light for the nations. Mm. Mm. So what does that mean, God appointed Israel as a light for the nations? Um, and then what it, what it means there is that Israel, and we talked about this before, Israel is supposed to be an example for the peoples. Mm-hmm. 
and it'll be a good example or a bad example. Mm -hmm. He wants us here to be a good example in Isaiah 42, 6. Mm -hmm. Be a good example so that the world looks upon you and Mm -hmm. says, okay, that is the type of person who lives in accordance to with with the word of God. That's a righteous person. That does honor to God. That glorifies him. Isaiah 49, 6. For he has said, "Is it is too little that you should be my servant, in that I raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will also make you a light of nations, that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth." So, what is the message here in Isaiah forty nine six? He's explicitly talking about the remnant, the remnant of Jacob, right? The mm-hmm. the the people who are from the the twelve tribes of Israel, mm-hmm. that there will be a light to the nations, and the purpose of them being a light to the nations is that Yeshuati, my Yeshua, my salvation will reach the ends of the earth. Mm. Well, how does his salvation reach the end of the earth? Mm-hmm. Well, if we are um, living as God's people and living as sinners, people are like, yeah, well, that's those people who follow Yehovah, the people who follow the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. They're nasty people. Or mm-hmm. we live a righteous lifestyle mm-hmm. and people see that, see that and they're like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. I, want, I want what those people have. Mm-hmm. I want to emulate that. Mm-hmm. That is righteousness. So that is, um, I think that's what Yeshua is saying in Matthew 5 to, his, to the people listening to his sermon, is you can be light in the world and people will see your light and it'll, it'll give honor to, the, to your Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? People will see that example and live in accordance with that. Um, as opposed to if you're a bad person, they're like, oh, that's what those Christians do. Mm-hmm. That's what those Jews do. Right then, you're then you're dishonoring God, mm-hmm. and that's actually a really important concept that's been developed in Judaism. It's called marit ayin. Marit ayin means the appearance of the eye, mm-hmm. and the idea is that there are certain things that, while they may technically be permitted, if somebody saw you do them, he might think they're forbidden, and say, "Oh, okay, that's one of those those religious Jews. Mm-hmm. That's a bad thing that you you know he's doing." Without without realizing that what you're doing is actually okay. The example I was taught as a kid is if you go in. To McDonald's, and you uh, and you pull out the hamburger that you brought with you, and it's kosher, and you start eating it. People think, "Oh, he's eating the BLT, the bacon, lettuce, and tomato," right? And they might not know any better, and they'll see, "Okay, here's a guy who looks Jewish. He's eating the BLT. It must be okay to eat BLT." Or those Jews, they don't really follow the Torah anyway. They they eat bacon, right? Um, so the point is that there are things that you can do that may not be forbidden, but they dishonor God, and in that sense. They're, they're contrary, I would say, to the, the spirit of the Torah. Let me ask you this. So then when I'm reading this verse and it says light, I'm just looking looking at it. It's a light giver you are mm-hmm. in the world. Okay, that's yeah. that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and it, when it says you are light, now I think in the in my English Bible, I'm, I'm so used to, to looking at uh, Hebrew Matthew now, I think I'm, I'm, I'm losing my, <laughs> my, my campfire song. It says here, you are light. And then it uses one little English word, yeah. the light. Uh-huh. That's what it says in 14 in English. Here it just says, you are light. Now, when you hear the difference between that, any, anything hits you? In other words, when I, um, when, I, when, I, when I thought about that, you are the light, I'm like, oh, okay, that must mean that, you know, I'm different. I, never, yeah. I didn't know about Israel being light. I didn't know about Torah being light. Mm-hmm. And that was, this is the light. That's what it says in English. Yeah, so I don't know if that's necessarily significant, Mm. Um, and and I'll tell you why. So the way that different languages use um, use the word "the" Mm -hmm. can can vary. Okay. So, for example, in American English, we you'll say, "I went to the hospital." Mm -hmm. Well, which hospital did you go to? Right. Normally, if I say "the," it's something that's known. Mm -hmm. 
well, uh, you know, just any old hospital. Then why do you say the hospital? Mm-hmm. In England, they say I went to hospital. Yeah. Right? So they don't say the. Okay. So the word the there is a bit tricky. I don't know. In other words, what you're saying is that. Well, I'm asking. Is In, in English, it says it's the, the yeah. light. So in my mind, I'm thinking, right. okay, if, if Yeshua is saying this, that means I'm it. You know, I, I am the light. Well, you, you disciples are light. Okay. Right? In other words, so if we look here at the Greek, it has, it has the plural um, pronoun, mm-hmm. humes. Mm-hmm. Which is equivalent to atem, okay. yep. which is all y'all. It's the plural, um, and so it says you are, not you is. Again, plural. Right. Tofos the light. Right. Yeah. So in Hebrew, it didn't say the light. Ma'oratem ba'olam. It could mean you are a light in the world, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to think here. So if it said hama'oratem ba'olam, no. If it was going to say the light, it probably also would have said it without the hey, without the the. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so I, I don't know that that is necessarily well, here's significant. Well, here's what I did. Here's what happened for me. Yeah. The second part of it, when, based on the conversation we just had, is that whether these are good things or bad things, mm-hmm. DNA, your light, it's going to shine. Right. In other words, if I'm, if I, well, here, in other words, it's good or bad. No, I, I'm saying good or bad based on Deuteronomy and yeah. Leviticus. He's saying be good. <laughs> right? Well, well, right. In other words, he's saying... So look, it's just like the salt. The mm-hmm. purpose of salt is to have flavor, is to preserve. If yes. you lose your flavor, what good are you? Mm-hmm. Your purpose as light isn't to be hidden. Right. The purpose of your light, of your actions reflecting what, um, your obedience to God, mm-hmm. is for people to see it. Amen. So if you do everything in secret and nobody ever sees your righteousness, then you're not fulfilling your function, you're not fulfilling you're, your duty. You're feeding right into the verse. Because okay. it says this. It says, a city on a hill, a city oh, built... Oh, I'm getting it from the verse. I'm, it, it, I'm not feeding into the verse. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm being nourished by the verse. <laughs> Amen. A city on a hill, a city built upon a hill and a mountain. In your yeah. translation, you said in a mountain. By the way, in Israel, you guys talk about mountains in Israel. Yeah. I think there's one mountain. Well, I, I you mean one Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon. The so rest of these, are, funny, big, uh, Keith, these are big hills. Nahem. Keith, I was I was in Nepal, uh, like oh wow, like seven, oh, eight, year, eight years too. ago. Yeah, right. Well, I was I was in an area that we were hiking up and down. 5,000 feet every day. And I, and I said something about, you know, hiking through the mountains. And my guide, who was a local Nepalese guy, he said, by law, anything below 20,000 feet is not categorized as a mountain in Nepal. And so I said, well, can I say this is the foothills of the Himalayas? He said, he said, he said you can say whatever you want, but technically these aren't considered even the foothills. The foothills are 20,000 feet <laughs> and above. <laughs> Right, and 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 so we were at going up between five and ten thousand feet up and down, what I would call mountains coming from Israel. And he said those aren't mountains. So in Israel, we bring this in the book of prayer to our Father, right. talking about the Mount of the Beatitudes. I mean, there's a mountain today called Mount of the Beatitudes. Right. And guess, do you remember how many feet? I don't know feet, but I can tell you how many meters. Do you remember how many meters above sea level it is? Six thousand. It's 60 meters, so like 180, 200 feet below sea level. <laughs> the, top of, the top of the Mount of the Beatitudes. Right. Now, it's towering over the Sea of Galilee, which is, I think, 220 or so meters below sea level. So multiply by fee by three. It's something like 700 feet above the surrounding countryside. Mm-hmm. And that's called a mountain in Israel, right? So you're right. The word mountain probably translates into Western terms better as hill. Okay, so here's what I'm saying, though. When, <laughs> when it says, fact of the matter, you are light giver. That's what mm-hmm. you are in the world. Yeah. A city on the hill or upon a hill is not mm-hmm. able to be hidden. 
So in other words, whatever I do, now we're going to get to the good, okay? Mm-hmm. But whatever I do, like you said, if the person walks, you, you gave that phrase, uh, the, the idea that if they walked in the McDonald's and they had the, 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 the sandwich and they were eating it, um, it could be interpreted because they, I don't know what, what, what I'm saying. is like they are, yeah. it's because what they do. Well, look, looks can be deceiving. Ah. And it's important to, um, to be careful. You know, there's this statement about, and I think it comes from the Catholic Church, I want to say, about not even having the appearance of impropriety, mm. right? And I think that is kind of what Yeshua is saying here is, look, you have the opportunity to give honor to your Father in heaven. Because this is who you are. Your purpose right. yeah. is to be a light for people to see it and to learn what righteousness is. And if you don't live according to that purpose, then you, you're, you're not going to be, you won't be fulfilling that purpose. You'll be dishonoring God. Yeah. And I think that's what he's saying here, this idea of... Um, living in accordance with righteousness, not in order to rack up brownie points in heaven, Mm -hmm. but to honor God that people around will say, okay, this is how a righteous person behaves. Now, I want to push you just a little bit, a little bit more, the last word of of verse 14. Mm -hmm. That you are not, that that this city, because you are light, a light Mm -hmm. giver, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. It's not able to be hidden. So the, the hidden aspect that no matter you know what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. I mean, is there anything in this that we could say again before we get to the, the to the next verses that mm-hmm. there's there's something about who you are that there's no choice, there is no hiding, there is no 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 you know um, well no one will know N- nothing will happen. I who I am as light wherever I go I'm light whether I'm doing good or evil. What, whatever it is that I'm well, doing. I don't know. I think there is a choice. Okay. Meaning, meaning like, he, so what does he say here? I mean, he says um, the purpose of light isn't to put, you know, to hide it. Yes, not to right? hide it. So it's, you, you don't put it in a place where it cannot give light, in a mm-hmm. hidden place in verse mm-hmm. 15. Mm-hmm. The only place the, the menorah, the, mm-hmm. the, the candelabrum, the, the menorah, <laughs> in a place that all the children of the house can see it, right? Mm-hmm. So the purpose, uh, so, but you can hide it. Ultimately, there is a choice. I can, you know, look, and this is the key. This is one of the key principles in in the Torah ah. that I think is being reflected here. Okay. So I want to jump to this. It's in Deuteronomy. Um, I, believe, I want to say it's chapter. Th- it's one of my favorite passages in the whole Tanakh. And I know I always say that, <laughs> but you know, I had this conversation with um, with someone uh, with a, a very devout Christian lady, and she was telling me that she interprets everything in existence through John three sixteen. So anything that happens, anything she ever reads, everything is interpreted through John 3.16. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very profound because I kind of had to stop and think, um, okay, well, what is the passage that I interpret everything through? Right? And, I, and I knew exactly what the answer was. I mean, there, there is a, a, a prism through which I interpret everything through, and obviously it's not going to be John 3.16. It's um, in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Um, here it's chapter... Um, chapter 30. Let's start in verse. Let me look this up. And I think it's actually profound that this woman was able to say, hey, I interpret everything. You know, it doesn't matter what verse you bring to me, what thing in reality you bring to me. I know how I'm interpreting things that I have this prism, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people aren't aware of what their prism is. They have mm-hmm. one or they pretend they don't have one, but they do have one. So um, I don't, think there's anything wrong with that. It's important to be aware of it. Let's start in verse um, 15 of Deuteronomy 30. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, this is the NIV, death and destruction. In Hebrew it says, I pl- see, I place before you 
החיים ואת הטוב, life and good, ואת המוות ואת הרע, and death and evil. For I command you today to love Yehovah your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commands, decrees and laws, then you will live and increase, and Yehovah your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Amen. This is the most profound words, I think, and maybe that have ever been spoken. Some of the most profound words. Now choose life. That you and your children may live, and it goes on. That you may love the Lord Yehovah your God, listen to His voice, and hold fast to Him, for Yehovah is your life. Is your life. Yehovah mm-hmm. is your life, and He will give you many years in the land He swore to give to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. So that statement: choose life that you and your children may live. Mm-hmm. That you may live, you and your and your descendants. Mm-hmm. That you do have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can be light, but the purpose of light is not to be hidden. Mm-hmm. The purpose of light. Is um, and look, this is actually a, a, a kind of a debate that Jews have had with Christians for centuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly the the older um, I don't know if you want to say the older the mainline um, uh, medieval denominations of Greek Orthodox and the Catholics. They had this idea that if you really wanted to be righteous, what you needed to do is go into a monastery on a hillside somewhere and live in a cave. Mm-hmm. And by living in a cave. You would never gossip. You would never hate your brother in your heart. You would never commit slander. Mm-hmm. You would never um, be, offend anybody because you're by yourself in a cave. Mm-hmm. And the Jewish mentality is, well, no, our purpose isn't to live in a cave somewhere. It's to live in the world, mm-hmm. the world that God saw and he said it was good, that he created. Now, it's full of evil people. Mm-hmm. We're told that the thoughts of man are evil from his youth in uh, Genesis. Mm-hmm. And so the ultimate objective isn't to live in a cave somewhere and thereby be, air quotes, righteous. The ultimate objective is to live in the universe, to live in the world with other people, mm-hmm. and despite that, choose good and not bad. Mm-hmm. And then your light will shine before people. Then people will look and say, okay, wow, it's not easy living with people. It's not easy interacting with people mm-hmm. and not sinning. And yet these people, they still live a, a righteous lifestyle. Mm. That is the objective. Um, I think that's how Jews look at it, and I think that's what Yeshua is ex- uh, expressing here. Because if you're living in a cave somewhere, you are on a mountain hidden, right? I mean, you're the lamp that's been lit to be hidden in a cave somewhere. That's, that's, that's your objective. Yeah. That, that ain't it. Mm. Well, I'll tell you this, Nehemiah. When I read this, I, 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 I still, it says here, listen, you can't, Hide a city built on a hill. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do. Right. Well, we have, to, we have to remember. So yeah. they didn't have um, street lights back then. Right. Right. And highway lights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you drive on the highway. You know, it's, it's interesting. In Israel, I would look out my window often, and I would see off in the distance these really bright lights. Mm-hmm. And they were in the kingdom of Jordan, mm-hmm. 30 miles away. That's cool. And the guy's driving down the highway in the kingdom of Jordan, and he turns, and his lights are looking directly into my, mm-hmm. into my window mm-hmm. when I lived in North Jerusalem. And I, they didn't live in that world. Right. In the world of, of the time of Yeshua, and really up until, I don't know, 150, 200 years ago, mm-hmm. if you went into the countryside, 
there was nothing. Let's say there was no moon out, right? Mm-hmm. You, you were like about half the month, there's no moon out. You're walking in complete darkness. The closest thing you can see is a city off in the distance, and it's full of light. Mm-hmm. That's what this means, a city on a hill. Now, if the city's in the valley, I might not see mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm walking in the countryside, and there's a city up on the hill, at night, there's going to be a whole bunch of light. Now, they didn't have streetlights even in the city, mm-hmm. but there were people who were, you know, had their cook fires going, mm-hmm. and there were people who had lamps going, and you would see off in the distance, you're surrounded by darkness, <laughs> and out there in the distance is this light shining. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Yeshua is saying. We live in this world surrounded by darkness, mm-hmm. surrounded by sin, iniquity, depravity, mm-hmm. cruelty, mm-hmm. and the objective that you should that you should strive for is to be that light, that city on the hill, Mm -hmm. that light that shines and people can say, wow, there is goodness in this world. There are people who live according to righteousness. There are people who who exemplify what it means to walk in accordance with the will of God Mm -hmm. and not the sin and iniquity and depravity. Mm -hmm. I think that's what he means when he Mm -hmm. says you are light in the world like and your objective, your purpose is to be that city on the hill. So what's interesting to him is he takes two more verses and I and I think these next two verses are really interesting. There's the Mm -hmm. things that we found, things that we discussed, um, that that I think bring it make it even more clear. So we're almost at, believe it or not, right now. (laughs) Right now. Are we we getting ready for the plus section? (laughs) But I want to share about the menorah and about about, about the different meanings of Here's light. The, There's know, so much more we, 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 we got to talk we got, about. We got, we got two more verses that we got to talk about. But I'm t- again, our study partners, uh, here's the good news. I want to take a uh, personal privilege right now. Can I? Sure. Can I take a personal privilege? Folks, um, everything that we're doing right now is we're, we're not doing this in a way to leave you out on your own. Uh, at Nehemiah's wall, Nehemiah, I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. Talk about your light. Talk about some light that's at Nehemiah's wall right now. You are light. You are light mm. there. There's light that, that is at Nehemiah's wall. I want you to take a minute. Talk about some of the things that you do. Some of the things that you're excited yeah. about. Some of the things that are shining all over the world. Can you do that? You know, my my, my mandate, my objective for my ministry is to empower people with information. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the last episode we talked about Dr. Mark. Yes. And he shared about how textual criticism sometimes undermines people's faith. Mm-hmm. That's not my objective. Mm-hmm. My objective is to empower people with information so when they encounter things that challenge their faith, they have that solid foundation, mm-hmm. that solid bedrock. And on top of the bedrock, they have those solid stones that are really set and, and they're not just going to topple over. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's important, especially today in the information age, to get that kind of information, to get that kind of foundation, because sooner or later you're going to encounter it. Amen. And what you don't want is to be blindsided Amen. by someone who comes at you and they throw a bunch of contradictions in the Bible and you don't know how to answer it because mm-hmm. you've never encountered textual criticism. You've never heard of these problems before. Mm-hmm. Instead, when they come at you with those things, I want you to have that solid defense that you can put up and say, oh yeah, Nehemiah taught me about that. Mm-hmm. Keith taught me about that. Mm-hmm. I've read 10 books about that. That mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't phase me. It doesn't mm-hmm. even impress me because mm-hmm. I have a solid, strong faith in the creator of the universe. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to do at my website, Nehemiah's Wall. We have hundreds of hours of teachings, of videos, of audio, mm-hmm. uh, Torah pearls and prophet pearls and what I call my support team studies. Mm-hmm where I've taught about all kinds of, all kinds of uh, textual problems and textual mm-hmm. issues and things I've discovered. And all of that is for one objective. You know, there's the old saying about, uh, I'll give you the Arthur Fonzarelli version. Fonzie said, you can give a man a tuna fish sandwich and you feed him for a day. 
or you can teach them to fish and you, and you feed them floods. I want to teach people to fish, and that's Amen. the objective of what Amen. I try to do at NehemiahsWall.com. Amen. And Nehemiah, you guys do a great job. I'm telling you something. You didn't even mention Hebrew voices. How many people have listened to Hebrew oh, wow. voices? How many people in the last few years? Oh, millions. Literally, Literally. We, we get like, Literally. I don't know, somewhere five to 10 million, million yeah. a year. I, yeah. I don't even remember the numbers yeah. anymore. So, so that's an example where there's light. I mean, we have it at BFA, Biblical Foundations Academy International. Mm-hmm. Right now, what we're doing, I'm actually about to make a pretty big decision. Not going to make it in this episode. Mm. I'll make it in a couple. But right now, you have an opportunity to go to BFA as a free member and you get access. You don't even have to be a free member. And there's more presentations. I think we should sit down sometime actually and count. How many things we've done that just given away? Now, the yeah. other thing I want to say, there was an, a powerful thing we did some months ago for Yom Teruah at, at mm-hmm. Root Awakening uh, yeah. International. And, um, and I've, I felt so excited about yeah. doing that with you. And Nehemiah, we've got radio shows and television. And I mean, you remember we did God's Learning Channel together. I mean, light, 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 light. And people get a chance to get that information. So right now we are going to transition. Mm-hmm. We're, at, we're about 30 minutes. We're going to transition to plus because there's two more verses, Nehemiah. And the next verse, there's a word in the next verse that you blew me away on. At first, we had a fight about it. I mean, we <laughs> argued. Remember, we were arguing and, you know, we have our research guys. secret studies. You know, with, secret with studies Nelson. and the research guys, like, you guys are going to keep fighting. But in the end, you came on my side. <laughs> Not really. You found something that I think mm-hmm. is going to be really powerful. So we are going to go to the plus section. At BFA International, you become a premium member. Uh, it's $9.99 a month. After seven days, you don't like it, you can cancel if you want. But let me just say something to those that you don't that don't do that. As a free member, there is so much information. In fact, we have a red letter series that goes even through this verse where you can go and get that information. Uh, but when we get up, the next episodes, uh, all that's going to change. So at this point, we're going to invite you to that. Nehemiah, let's say a prayer uh, for light. Mm-hmm. Again, if you only go with verse 14, mm-hmm. you get the general idea. But if you want to mm-hmm. go a little deeper and become a study partner, we got to go to verses 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. Yehovah, Father in heaven, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to come here and bask in the light of your word. Bask in the light of people who have studied your word and shared your word and try to delve to the depths of the the foundations of your word. Mm. And Father, let us have that strong foundation. Let us be a light, a positive light in the world. Yes that shows people your glory and your honor. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much again for this opportunity. Thank you so much that we are, not that we need, that we're not want to be light. We are light and that we have an opportunity to allow that light to shine all over the world. May it be, Father, through this opportunity, Hebrew Gospel Pearls, Hemias Wall, BFA International, all of the places, all the opportunities, all the platforms where we can share your good news. In your name, amen. You have been listening to Hebrew Gospel Pearls with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson. For a more in-depth study, check out Hebrew Gospel Pearls Plus at NehemiahsWall.com and BFAInternational.com. Thank you for your support.